This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 27th of October in your Squiz today, the government's climate plan, Crown keeps its Melbourne casino licence, Facebook's mega profits and rescuing a millennial. This is your Squiz today. We've been talking about it for a while, what the government's plan will be around climate policy and net zero emissions. And after being signed off by both coalition party rooms, Prime Minister Scott Morrison told the rest of us what that plan would be. First things first, Australia will, of course, officially pledge to be net zero or carbon neutral by 2050. Claire, take us through the proposal to get there. So 85% of the road to net zero will be the government using existing and emerging technologies. Uh, They say that about half of that will come from investment of more than $20 billion by the end of this decade in clean technologies and also things like carbon capture and storage. Uh, When it comes to the remaining 15%, we just have to do a big shrug (laughs) about that one. Not quite sure yet because the government said says that it expects there will be technology breakthroughs between 2030 and 2050. Uh, When it comes to the list of what the plan won't do, it's quite long. Scott Morrison says that it won't put jobs at risk, uh, also that it won't increase energy bills, uh, it won't add new costs, there won't be new taxes, he says, but it also won't have a formal target to bring emissions down in the short term. There's a lot of pressure about setting new targets for 20. 30, that won't happen, although the government says that emissions will be down beyond what we pledged in Paris. Lots of eyes on this, of course, and some big promises there. There's a bit being said about Morrison's use of language in outlining the plan that will reduce emissions the Australian way while protecting the Australian way of life. It's a bit of a balancing act going on. Yeah, there's a nod to those voters who want the government to take more action when it comes to reducing emissions and get on board that climate action bus. But there are plenty of people who aren't signed on. So what Morrison trying to do is give those people a sense of comfort that it's all going to be okay, uh, that they won't be penalised and that their jobs will be safe. Uh, what the Greens did yesterday is call the plan a fraud. Uh, Labor leader Anthony Albanese, even though Labor is on board uh, that net zero emissions by 2050 target, he said that the government has left out vital details. Labor are planning to release their plan after COP26, but before the next election. Speaking of COP26, there was a big report out overnight that says the world is on track to warm by 2.7 degrees with hugely destructive impacts. Global efforts have, of course, been aimed at trying to keep warming to 1.5 to 2 degrees. So some added pressure there for action at the summit. Crown Resorts in Melbourne will hold on to its casino licence despite what's been called disgraceful conduct. That's the outcome of Victoria's Royal Commission into Crown's conduct, Claire. And that really was picked up by commentators yesterday saying if you're worried about links to criminal gangs and repeated breaches of money laundering laws, how can they keep their licence? But both the Coalition and the Labor Party in Victoria support Crown continuing to operate. Uh, What the recommendations say is that they will be allowed to operate for a couple of years and put reforms into place and then a regulator will have a look into 
whether they've come up to scratch and review it then. So they've got two years to fix their problems. Crown is also the subject of a a Royal Commission in Western Australia that's due to deliver its final report in March next year. And of course, New South Wales Commission into Crown resulted in them losing the licence to operate the Barangaroo Casino. On to a quick COVID update. And as the Christmas holidays get closer and closer, states are firming up their plans around travel. South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall has unveiled his state's roadmap out of lockdown. For those looking to get into South Australia without quarantining, put the 23rd of November in your diary. Yeah, that's part of that plan. And Stephen Marshall said that by the 23rd of November, vaccination in South Australia will be significant enough to open up that border. Uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk in Queensland yesterday picked up her end. Uh, She is asking residents to get their vaccinations under control. She says they have five days to get their first jab uh, in order to be fully vaccinated by the time the state's border opens up on the 17th of December. Uh, What Western Australia has done, they're not particularly happy about all of Mm. that. Uh, (laughs) They're not really that uh, impressed that non-COVID states like South Australia, Queensland, Tassie uh, and the top end have plans to open up and say that they could reinstate their hard border. Western Australia, of course, has no plans to open up until the new year when at least between 80 and 90 percent are fully vaxxed. No date set for that. Looking internationally, though, Singapore announced overnight that travel for fully vaccinated Australians would be allowed from November 8. No quarantine needed. Overseas and Facebook have posted their quarterly profits. Claire, and it's been a good three months for the tech giant with a $12.3 billion profit for the June to September quarter. It comes as Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg is facing a lot of questions over whether the company prioritises profits over people's wellbeing. Yeah, and of course, the attention that is on it as a result of that big leak of documents by whistleblower and former employee Francis Hagen has really seen them in the spotlight. What Mark Zuckerberg, the founder, said yesterday is that there has been a coordinated effort to selectively use those documents, uh, he says, to paint a false picture of our company. Uh, Next up for him, though, moving on back into the business, uh, Zuckerberg says that Facebook is retooling to make Facebook cool again for young adults. Yeah, he's signalled a shift to focus on young adults, even at the expense of older users, young adults being 18 to 29, if you're wondering where you fit. Speaking of young people, this has to be a contender for the most millennial story of the year. A man who got lost for 24 hours while on a hike didn't answer calls from rescuers because he didn't recognise the number. (laughs) He was getting calls from an unknown caller on his phone. Didn't answer, even though he was lost, (laughs) even though he was in the dark overnight, even though he was wandering at quite high altitudes and trying to find the track again to get back to his car. Uh, In the end, he was gone for more than 24 hours. He did make it back safely. Uh, But what authorities say is if you're wandering around lost on your own and someone's calling you, it might be a good idea to pick up. (laughs) It's a good time to park that anxiety around phone calls and just answer. And if you like keeping an eye on these sorts of things, it's been confirmed that some curious radio signals detected at the Parks Observatory back in 2019 are not extraterrestrial. No, was going to be a big 
<laughs> reveal <laughs> and we could have claimed it for our very own Aussies at the Parks Observatory, but no, it was a malfunctioning device, very yeah. sadly. There were a couple of research papers done into it because it could have been potentially a significant uh, discovery, but wasn't to be. Yeah, false alarm on the ET front, I'm afraid. Before we wrap up, quick update on our Squiz Kids podcast, our news podcast for kids aged 8 to 12. Lots happening in that space, Claire. Yeah, there sure is. We now have what's called Squiz Kids for Schools. We have the Squiz Kids podcast every weekday. Uh, What we're doing is producing uh, these really great classroom resources so that teachers can pick up the podcast and uh, take their kids through a lesson that goes with it. And it's open for a free trial at the moment. And if any teachers sign up this week, they'll go into a drawer uh, to actually get that product free for a year next year and that could be worth uh, up to $3,000. So get onto the Squiz Kids website, have a look at that and get signed up and get into the draw for a, a really big package. Definitely a good time to get onto that free trial. Squiz Kids for Schools gives you levelled literacy activities aligned to the curriculum available the day before so you can prep for your lessons. Really cool. Do check it out. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. That's all from us. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.